Okay, <clears throat> top. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Bezrat Hashem. Shnat Tafshin Pei Bet is at our doorstep, Rosh uh, Hashanah, very close by. So we'll be discussing the halachot of Rosh Hashanah. Uh, specifically, in today's year, we're going to be discussing mainly the halachot of. Uh, which is the Mitzvah Midoraita, the only Mitzvah Midoraita that we have, on Rosh Hashanah. And we'll also be discussing um, regarding the Sugya of Shechianu on the second day of uh, Rosh Hashanah, the uh, Shechianu that we say in Kiddush, Shechianu that we say or we don't say uh, regarding um, the blowing of the Shokhar. So let's, uh, let's kick off um, and, and, and try and get into the Sugya. So to begin with the Sugya of uh, shofar. Where do we find this in the Torah? The Torah says in two places. In Vayikra, the Torah tells us, Daber b'nei Yisrael, <coughs> lemor, on the seventh month. Now we know that in the Torah, the months begin from Nisan, from Pesach. So the seventh month from Nisan gets us to be, uh, gets us to Tishrei, from the first of the month, it shall be a holy Sabbath. It will be a day of remembering through the trua, remembering through the blasts and a holy day. Also in Bamidbar, it says, again, the seventh month, I Tishrei on the first day. A prohibition of doing malachah. And again, it is a day of blowing. Now, so we see from here, this is the makar in the Torah that we have to blow the shofar uh, on the seventh month, and also on, um, <clears throat> on Rosh Hashanah. Uh, there are other sources that talk about blowing the shofar on Yom Kippur, during the Yovel. We didn't bring those Sukkim, but the truth is that they are intertwined, um, but we'll leave that for, for, for slightly later. Now, what is the reason behind this mitzvah? The Tzepher HaChinuch gives us an, an idea, and we'll see that Sadia Gaon gave another 10. Adam Baal lo varim kim al ourselves unless we have something evokes and initiates us to 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 get out of our slumber he says in order to arouse people in the times of war uh, all the soldiers would uh, clang their their spears on their or their swords on their shields to get themselves uh, revved up and uh, and and, you know, ex uh, excited, or I don't know if that's the right word, but psyched uh, to go to Milchama. The gun became the Rosh Hashanah. Since this is day of judgment, so we have to arouse ourselves not to go to war, but to invoke the mercy of Akash Baruch. Hu. And he goes on that Akash Baruch Hu ultimately is. A, uh, a merciful king, he's waiting for it, he's waiting for our Leib Nishbar, etc. Um, and the Wadaka Chua, so we just go to the end of Yah, 
וכל שכן, כל התשואה, כלומר כל הנשבר, it is the broken voice, it's the, the, the broken heart that is, uh, um, that is, that Hashem is listening to. You know, in Tehillim it talks about the late Nishbar. Rav Nachman, uh, Rav Nachman of Breslau talks about that there is no, that the worst thing in the world is uh, um, a lave, uh, a heart that is, is in depression. But the best thing in the world for Yahweh, if that's the worst thing in the world for Yahweh, that's Hashem, for your service of Hashem, is a, a heart that is mityaish. And the best thing in the world for your person's Avodat Hashem is a leib shabur, a broken heart. And the chokhmah is to know the difference between a broken heart and a heart that's in despair. A heart that's in despair is terrible for our Avodat Hashem. We are not looking for despaired hearts. We are looking for broken hearts. That's what Akash Baruch is looking for on Rosh Hashanah. That is the reminds, uh, that the call of the shofar reminds us of that we should have a broken heart. Okay. Now let's uh, and 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 the other reasons given by uh, by uh, Rav Sadia Gaon. Obviously, the uh, the shofar also signifies some type of coronation of the king. We know it's Yom Hamlachat Hakadosh Baruch Hu is Rosh Hashanah and uh, other reasons. Okay. Now that we've uh, said that, let's just give another reason brought down in the Gemara. The Gemara says, "I'm Rabbi Yavau." Why, why do we blow specifically using a ram's horn? And by the way, it's not necessarily uh, uh, to blow a ram's horn. I, you can blow uh, a, a shofar from another animal's horn. There is a big debate amongst the poskim whether you can even blow a shofar from a behemat tamea, from a, in, a, a non-kosher animal. Um, and it's a debate amongst the poskim. La uh, say, well, if one doesn't have a choice, one does use such a shofar, uh, um, but one uh, generally doesn't make a bracha on such a shofar. Uh, if if uh, famous drosha um, of Rav Kook Zatzal, of Avram Yitzchak Cook in 1931, in 1931, Rosh Hashanah, he says that there are three types of we daven for takab shofar gadol lecheruteinu. So that in in Amida, takab shofar gadol lecheruteinu. That's a pasuk. Uh, I think it's based on Yirmiyahu or Yeshayahu. Yeshayahu. What's a shofar gadol? What, what, what does that mean? A shofar gadol. Explains uh, Rav Kook that on Rosh Hashanah. We blow a shofar. The ideal way to blow a shofar is a shofar shall idol, as the Gemara Vihya says. The non-ideal way is to blow with a shofar from another kosher animal. And then there's a third shofar, a shofar from the Beimat Meah, which is a suffix. Can you really make a on it, it can be Yotze. Okay, we, we pass can you be Yotze, don't make a brocha. That these are three types of gulot that can come to Amisha. The shofar also signifies the redemption, the ingathering of the exiles. The question is how the redemption takes place. Does the redemption take place? 
in the most uplifting manner, meaning that Jews of their own accord want to come back to Eretz Israel, want to come back to Akash Baruch Hu, want to come back and want to connect to Akash Baruch Hu. That's a shofar shel ayil. That is the ideal way in which we come and are redeemed. The second, not great, but is a shofar of a beima Torah. A beima Torah means that I'm not doing it for the ultimate reasons, but it's also I'm not doing it necessarily for because I'm being pushed there. That means I'm doing it, but for ulterior motives, not just saying, you know, I want to come back to Israel because the economy is good and, and the education is good and, and we hopefully got rid of COVID and there are all types of uh, reasons like that. And then he says there's a third type of reason why people come to the redemption and that's they pushed you and they forced and they are running away. And he says that is like a beima tmea. It's like coming with the shofar with a beima tmea. Are you yotze? Yes, you yotze. Can you make a brocha over it? You can't make a bracha. So, so, so Rav Kuk was saying that Akash Baruch is waiting for us. He said this tonight. is waiting to come back to Israel. The shofar gadol, the shofar shalayim, and even the shofar shalbeimatora. But he said, if you don't hawk in the call, then you will come. As a be, from as a shofar, but not a shofar gadol, but a shofar, but a shofar from the beimachmia. Anyway, the 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 rest is uh, the rest is history. But he, he brings us from the gemara. So let's go back to the gemara. Why uh, blow a, a specifically a ram's horn? Blow a ram's horn. That when we blow the shofar, Hakosh Baruch Hu remembers Akedat Yitzchak, and it's as if we ourselves have brought a korban to, uh, as if we have brought ourselves as a korban, we have done the Akedah ourselves to Hakosh Baruch Hu. That idea will come back to when we discuss uh, the opinion of Rab Salavechik and the Ramban. Um, in in Kiot de Ma'umad. So so remind me if I if I if I forget to come back to this Gemara, we'll come back to the that in a moment. Okay, let's go into the actual definition of the mitzvah. And over here we have to uh, define a few things in today's show. Uh, question number one is what exactly is the mitzvah in terms of is it blowing, is it hearing, and the ramifications regarding that. Question number two that we have to uh, define is how what blasts do I have to hear and how many blasts do I have to hear? And question number three we have to define is when I should be hearing or blowing. When during the Rosh Hashanah should I be hearing that? Um, and finally, who is obligated in such a mitzvah? Okay, so let's let's uh, kick off. The Rambam says mitzvah say shel Torah. This is in Yilchot Shofar. The beginning, the mitzvah to say Torah lishmoa truata shofar berosh hashanah to hear the sound of the shofar rosh hashomar on rosh hashanah as he quotes the pasuk that we saw before yom truah yelachem it will be a day of blowing, and he says as follows shofar agazul shetakabo a stolen shofar that someone blew yasa is fulfilled his obligation 
שאין המצווה אלא בשמיעת הקול. The mitzvah is on the, generally if it's a stolen object, how can you fulfill a mitzvah with it? Says the Rambam, the mitzvah is the voice, not the actual shofar. He didn't touch the shofar, he didn't pick it up, nothing. Ain't but called din gezel. And the voice, there's no din of gezel on a voice. And therefore says the Rambam, you can be yotzei that. It's quite clear from the Rambam of here that the mitzvah is not to blow, the mitzvah is to hear. Now, if there's any doubt what the shit of the Rambam was, the people asked, the, if I'm not mistaken, it's Chachmei Lonil, asked the Rambam, Why did you pass in Lishmoa Kol Shofar to hear the voice of Shofar or Altkia Shofar? Why are you making a big pass? Explains the Rambam in his response. The mitzvah is not to blow the shofar, the mitzvah is to hear the shofar, and therefore the mitzvah is lishmoa kol shofar. And that's the opinion of the Rambam and other Rishonim. However, Rabbeinu Tam, and as we'll see, the smart with every mitzvah, the Lord argued, and here brings down the Rosh. What just happened there? Um, sorry, I lost my. I'm trying to share. They're coming up my screen. I can hear you and I can see the screen and I can see. Oh, okay, okay, great. Okay, so so the Rosh says, Now, this, this language of, of, of Rabbeinu Tam is, is quite difficult, but he explains that the Broche is Alt Kiat Shofar. Why? The Asiata, the blowing of the Shofar, is the completion of the Mitzvah, implying that the Mitzvah over here is to blow the Shofar. And as we'll see, says the Snag. So the Snag and Rabbeinu Tam argue clearly with the Rambam, against the Rambam, claiming that the mitzvah is litkoa. Ah, we don't all blow the shofar. They say that, that's what shomea ketokea, something like that. If I, if I hear it as if I've blown it, maybe that's, the, the, that's how the, the Rabbeinu Tam and the Sefer Mitzvah Dolot will explain. But this is a critical argument between them, and they're going to be ramifications. Now, before we get to the ramifications, let's see the proofs. The Gemara says, uh, A person who blows into a um, uh, who, who blows into a pit doesn't fulfill his obligation. And on the, the Gemara says, That's only people on the, sitting on the outside of the pit. But the people who blew, who are sitting inside the pit, who hear the, the, the noise, direct, the sound directly without any echo, they fulfill their obligation. Now, the chat of this Mishnah and is that the person who blew the, the um, shofar himself doesn't fulfill his obligation because he was standing outside and he blew it. He is with those other people and doesn't fulfill his obligation, but the people inside do fulfill it. 
Now, says the tour, based on this Gemara, the Kalim Shi the mitzvah is to hear it and not to blow it. The labet kiatali milt is not dependent on blowing. Kaditznan, as we learned in the Mishnah, tokeala tochabor loyatza. A person who blew it, if he didn't hear it properly, he doesn't fulfill his obligation. Now says the Torah, if the mitzvah is as Rabbeinu Tam in the smag hold that the mitzvah is to blow, so lichora, how am I going to get around this Mishnah that says explicitly that the person who blew it didn't fulfill his obligation? Now, one could answer for Rabbeinu is to blow, but one of the conditions is that the person hears it, meaning the mitzvah is to blow, but just like there are certain conditions of any mitzvah, for example, even if I say, whether I say the mitzvah is to blow a shofar or whether I say the mitzvah is to hear a shofar, one of the conditions is that it's a kosher shofar. Correct. It, it has to be, you know, it's got to be a certain shear. It's got to be from a certain animal. That's the definition. I can take a rhino's horn and blow it. Even if, whether I define the mitzvah is hearing the shofar or blowing the shofar, there are certain conditions that come with any mitzvah. So one could argue against the Torah and say, no, the mitzvah is really to blow. But one of the conditions of the mitzvah is that it's a kosher shofar and it's got a minimum fear and a person hears the voice of the shofar not that that's the mitzvah but that's one of the conditions so it's not a knockout against rabbi nutam and the smug but it does leave us um with questions that we have to that we have to resolve on the other hand the mishnah says the opposite that a, uh, a person who's a mana or a person who's mentally deranged or a, um, a, a person who is a, a shoite, or, uh, sorry, a cherish, a deaf mute, cannot fulfill the obligation on behalf of people. Now, asks Rabbeinu Tam and the smag on the Rambam they don't ask, but we're asking in their name, Lichora, if the mitzvah is to hear, why is it that why is it that that I need a person who's a bar chiyuba in order to blow? What difference does that make? The ikar is the listening. So this says the chazonish. That the ikar mitzvah is to listen, but it has to be listening to the voice of a shofar, not to the voice of a, um, uh, you know, some type of loudspeaker. Could be that a loudspeaker that doesn't work. That's not a shofar. Therefore, a person who is not a bar when he blows, he's not blowing a shofar. It's not called the call of a shofar. It's called the call of a kid who's blowing a, a musical instrument. Similarly, regarding intention, hopefully, maybe we'll discuss the, the din of intention. We will discuss that in a, in, a, in a moment. The din of intention over here is that if a person didn't intend, so it's one of the conditions of the shofar. What is the Chazon Israeli telling us? 
Chazonich says as follows, according to the Rambam, the mitzvah is to listen to the shofar, but there are many conditions that will allow the, the mitzvah, even though the mitzvah is to listen, but there are certain conditions. One of the conditions is a kosher shofar. Number two is that the person who's blowing the shofar is blowing it for the sake of the mitzvah, right? Because if you're not blowing it for the sake of the mitzvah, it's not called a kol shel shofar. So just as Chazonish answered the Rambam, we could answer the question on Rabbi Nutam. Meaning we could answer the same svara that the Chazonish, we asked the question on the Rambam, according to the Rambam, if the learning, if the Ikar is learning, is listening, so who cares who blows it? So we said, no, that's a condition in the mitzvah. So to the question of the tour on, on Rabbi Nutam, we could answer in the same way. Really the mitzvah is to blow. I how can it be? that if I blew into a pit, I'm not Yotze, because one of the conditions is, is also to listen. So whichever way you go, um, you can ask a question both on the Rambam and Rabbeinu Tam and answer in a very similar manner uh, both of those uh, opinions. How do we pass in Allah? The Shulchanah says, Kolim she'yitka yivarech lishmoa kol shofar v'yivarech shechiyanu. Shulchanah paskin that a person has to call Shofar. He passes like the Rambam. To hear the voice of the Shofar. And now he mentions, and we say Shechiyan. Um, before, before I go on, I just, want to, I just want to focus on two things that we need to discuss over here. First of all, if we just go back to the din of so we'll leave we'll leave out intention. Maybe at the end of the year, if we have time, we'll go we'll 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 discuss the intention of the Mashmiya and the Shomer if we have in, if we have time. The din of Shekhiyan, where does that come from? Now the Gemara discusses in Ayurvin whether we should say Shekhiyan on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Why would one think one doesn't say Shekhiyan on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? Because Loki Kreiragan, they weren't called the three festivals. So the Gemara has a Havamina that, that Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, since they're not the Shloshet Regalim, Pesach, Shvot, and Sukkot, one doesn't say Shechianu, Kamash Melan, that the Gemara's Maskana, at least according to Rosh Hashanim, is that one does say a Shechianu on Rosh Hashanah. But now comes the next Shaila. What about saying Shechianu on uh, Shofar? Should one say Shechianu on Shofar? So here the Rambam gives us a cloud that any mitzvah, which is not constant, that comes mizman lezman, you also say a shechianu. And therefore, also on the shofar, the first day of Yantep, one should say shechianu. Now comes the big child. What about the second day of Rosh Hashanah? Should we say shechianu on second night Kiddush? And should we say shechianu on the second day shofar blowing? So this is a machloket that the, the, the Go'onim said, we don't say Shekhiyanu, not on the second day Yontef, i.e. during Kiddush, nor do we say Shekhiyanu on the Shofar. Rashi quotes his own Rabbeim, they're passing that way, no Shekhiyanu, not on Kiddush, not on Shofar. And Rashi argues, Rashi says, it's incorrect. 
He says the fact that the Gemara calls it Yuma Arichta, that like the Rosh Hashanah is like one long day of Kedusha. He says that's only regarding Chumras of Beitzah Shanolda. Today we're learning a Masechet Beitzah, we're starting Masechet Beitzah. This is a din in Hilchot Beitzah. It's a Chumrah of, 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 of things connected to, to Muks and things like that, which we, we're not going to get into. But regarding the actual chiyuv of the day, it's a chiyuv, um, and according to some, it's even greater today because there's no suffix. Meaning the reason why we celebrate the second day of Rosh Hashanah is it's a chiyuv de Rabbanan Legamre. It's a complete chiyuv, as opposed to a suffix when we didn't know when the calendar was, there's no suffix. And the reason why we do it today is because Chachamim Gazru. And because Chachamim Gazru, so therefore, Vadai, one says a Shechianu on Lelha, Lel Sheni Shel Rosh Hashanah. That is the Shita of Rashi against the Goenim and against his own Rabbonim. Then comes along the discussion regarding the Shofar itself. Here, Rashi, Paskins, also regarding Shofar, we should say a new Brocha. And according to the Goanim, Hapitom. And the Ritva has a very interesting shita. The Ritva says regarding the Yom Tov, Badai, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's two Kedushot, and since it's considered two Kedushot, we have to say a second Shechianu on, on, on Kiddush. However, regarding the Shofar, the Ritva brings a fascinating thing. The Yerushalmi says that a person who's building his sukkah can actually make a brach on the, on the sukkah when he's building it. And the Ritva learns from there, we have a principle. And the principle is that a person can say a Shechianu on a mitzvah even before the Zman. And even before the Zman. And therefore, he holds over here that Vadai, even if you say that the first day was a Safek and really the Chiyuv of the second day is when we fulfill our mitzvah, like going back to the times when I went sure, you could still have said the Shechianu the day before, just like you could say the Shechianu when you built the Sukkah, right before it was Sukkot. So therefore, says the Ritva, regarding the Shechian on Shofar, we don't say it on the second day. How do we pass in Halacha Lamaitse? Shulchan Aruch says, So here he's talking about the first day. What about the second day? Machloket between the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, between Sfari Mashkenaz. Shulchan Aruch, on the one hand, passed like Rashi, that for the day you do say, you do say Shechian. However, on Shofar, Paskin like the Ritva, you don't say Shechia. The Ramaz says, Minagashkenaz was to go with Rashi Adasov. Shechianu on the day and Shechianu on the Shofar Groy. Now the Shulchan does bring down, and, and also the Ramaz, that in deference to all the Goinim who said that you don't say Shechianu on second day Yanta, so it is best to have a new fruit or wear new clothing. And this is based on the shit of the Maram of Rutenberg. Maram of Rutenberg said in the first, wear a new, a new uh, um, shirt or something, or to drink new wine. And that's where we have our din uh, that we have, we bring 
a new fruit. However, if a person doesn't, didn't get a new fruit, forgot about it, whatever it is, you still say because halacha ma'isa we pass in like rash. Regarding second day shofar, machloket svardim do not say shechiano. Ashkenazim do. Okay. Let's move on to the amount of loss. Now, I'm not going to go through the whole Gemara because it's uh, very long. We're running out of time, but I'll just summarize it like this. The Gemara basically said that we know we need to have a, a Tekiah and then a Trua and then a Tekiah. They learned it out from, from, from Sukim, Vavarta, Shofar, etc. Uh, uh, from the word Tabiru, that you need a Tekiah before, you need a Tekiah after, and then you need a in between. So we know we have a unit of three Tekiah, Trua, Tekiah. The, the blowing of the Shofar is mentioned in the Psukim three times regarding Rosh Hashanah and regarding Yom Kippur of the Yoga. Why mention it so many times? So says the Gemara to basically compound them all, compact them all to say that I need three to do it three times, meaning I've got a unit of three times three. So on Rosh Hashanah, I need to hear nine blasts, and on Yom Kippur of the other, I also need to hear nine blasts. That is the summary of the of the still. Says the Shulchan Aruch, Kamet Kiyot Chayav Adam Lishmoa B'Rosh Hashanah, Teisha, nine blasts, Lebish and Emar Trua B'Yovel, B'Rosh Hashanah, Shalosh Pamin, since it says Trua on Yovel and Rosh Hashanah altogether three times, the call Trua, Pshutana Panea, Pshutana Acharya, and we already saw that the minimum unit is three, so it's basically three times three. Mepiyash Mu'a Lamdu, Okay, so we now, and um, now the question is as follows. What is the din in that minimum unit? We said, Kia, Shua, Tkia. Here we have a discussion of what the Tkia is. I'll just go to the end. The Gemara says, Mar Savar Genuche Ganach, Umar Savar Yelule Yalil. So this is the famous machloket. What is the the sound the sound of a trua? Is it a sob, uh, three long sobs, or is it a, a type of wailing? And that is short bursts. That is at least how Rashi defined those two things. And based on this, we have the famous Gemara in Rosh Hashanah Lamedalit, the Akana of Rabbi Abahu. Akin Rabbi Abahu bekeisari, Rabbi Abahu of Kesari made a takana. What was his takana? Says the Gemara, hold on a second. I've got to do shvarim and trua We said, we're not sure. One holds that it's the sobs and one holds that it's a wailing. So what did Rabbi Abau come and do? Says, do both of them. The Gemara says, it's either one or the other. It was a doubt to Rabbi Ava which one was correct, and therefore he said, Do both. Now, the Shulchan Aruch, based on that, says, Shuazoam Torah, the Shulchan Aruch is quoting the Rambam, whether it's the wailing. Or in he mash anukorim shvarim, or whether it's a sobbing. 
או שניהם יחד, או both of them together, לפיכך כדי לצאת ידי ספק, צריך לתקוע את השרת שלוש פעמים. We have to do it three times. ותשת שלוש פעמים, ותרת שלוש פעמים. Meaning that we need to basically be able to have three separate uh, sets of three. We said the minimum set is three, and we need midoraita to do three times three. But that three times three, we're not sure what is it. Tkia, shvarim, tkia, or tkia, trua, tkia, or tkia, shvarim, trua, tkia. That is how the Shulchan Aruch understood, the, and that's how the Rambam understood the Gemara, meaning that I've got a doubt midoraita, and because I've got a doubt midoraita, I basically have to cover all my bases, and therefore I get to a minimum amount of 30 blasts. So we went from nine blasts to 30 blasts. That is the shita of the Rambam. That really, I'm not sure which one is the correct blast. And because I'm not sure, it's a suffix, and I have to cover all my bases, and therefore I can only fulfill my Torah obligation if I hear 30 blasts on Rosh Hashanah. Minimum. Minimum of 30 blasts. Now, I'll just say outside, because I'm, I'm not sure if we're going to get to it. This was the opinion of the Rambam. However, the Goinim argued. The famous Shita of Rav I'm just going to skip over here to, um, sorry, I'm going to skip and come back to it. Um, Uh, yeah. The God Marmonia posts. Ah, no, no. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, this is what I'm looking for. The Rosh. The Rosh says in Rosh Hashanah, Katav Rab Haiga on Bitshuva. Al Takshavu Kinafla Bimei Rabbi Avao Safek Vadaba. Don't think that there was really a doubt what is the true understanding of the word trua. Is it a shvarim, is it a trua, or is it a shvarim trua? No, says, says the uh, Rav Haigon, that's an incorrect understanding of the Gemara. Each community had their own minag. Says Rab Haigaon, really, you can fulfill your Torah obligation either by doing shvari or by doing trua. You can do it in either way. So, so what did Rabbi Avahu do? Rabbi Avahu basically came and he wanted to unify all the minagim so there wouldn't be different Torahs in Israel. And therefore, he said, you do it all together. Now, if this is the shit of Rab Haigaon, that's completely different to the Rambam. Why? Because according to Rab Haigaon, if I, a person blew, not heard nine blasts, tkia shvarim tkia, three times, or tkia trua tkia three times, he's fulfilled his obligation in Torah. According to the Rambam, you haven't because it's a sapphic. Maybe it wasn't tkia trua, maybe it was tkia shvarim. Since we don't know what the correct blast is, we have to do all the combinations. So I need to get to a minimum of 30. According to Rav Haigaon, uh, the, the minimum midoraita is nine blasts. Whether I use it with a shvarim or trua or shvarim trua, I'm covered. 
The reason why I do the extra is basically takana of Rabbi Abau, so there shouldn't be different minagim. Now, this leads to a huge halachic ramification. One of the ramifications, as we'll see, is a person is in hospital, right? and he has to hear the blasts. How, what is the minimum amount that he has to hear in order to fulfill his obligation? According to the Rambam, the minimum amount is 30. According to Rav Haigon, the minimum amount is nine. Choose whichever one you want. Nafkamina number two, and this is a more practical nafkamina, for, for, you know, the practical nafkamina is what happens if I've already heard nine blasts and now uh, I talk? Is that a problem? Uh, or I, I start uh, talking or davening or reading. According to the Rambam, I'm not fulfilled my obligation. You didn't hear half the blast. According to Rav Haigon, it's not the end of the world. Now, where does this come up? This comes up. The question was, if you see in many machzorim, there's a, a paragraph with the bidui during the, the tkiot. Should we be saying that, those, that paragraph or not? So according to the Rambam, Vadai, you can't talk. But according to, according to Rav Haigon, perhaps yes. Now look at the Mishnah Burah. Mishnah Burah in Tafkuf Tzadik Bet says, between the blast before Musaf and the 30 blocks from the Brocha until the Brocha of the Meyushav, Lo Yomar Haidira. It's a lot of sense why you can't do that. You're making a head second, you haven't fulfilled your obligation. Says the, the, the gown of Lisa, do it after the 30 blasts. You can't break up the unit of 30 blasts. But then says the Sharatzim. You can be Michael. When the, 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 the Magin of Ram says you can't have a hefsek, was referring to once the person makes a brocha to the first tekiah. So what we want to say is as follows, that this machloket between of Yaakov Emden and the gown of Lisa could actually be dependent on the machloket between Rabbeinu Rab Haigaon and the Rambam, how we understand this whole deal. Okay, so... Uh, now that we've we've said that, let's just go back to um, the very important din of Kiyotam uh, Yushab and Kiyotam Umat. Okay, the Gemara says as follows. According to everybody, up until now, we only have 30 blasts. However, I'm Rav Yitzhak, the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah Tetzai, Lama Tokin B'Rosh Hashanah. Also, Gemara, what do you mean, Lama Tokin? Why do we blow Rahman Amartiku? Because Baruch said, blow the shofar. Why are you asking questions? Why, why do we do it with a, 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 a true, a, a, a wailing? 
Marine Rahman Amaz, if Ron try, you gotta do it that way. El Alama Tokina Marine Kishen Yoshbin, Metokina Marine Kishen Omdin. Why do we do it twice? So you already see from the times of the Gemara that there was this, they did this whole set two times. The whole set that we're referring to, according to the Rambam, is a whole set of 30. So we did the 30 twice. Why do we do it? Says the Gemara, in order to confuse the Satan, whatever that means on a Kabbalistic level, the uh, the Torah over here explains what does it mean. Satan, right? That uh, the the um, the uh, Satan is like the lawyer, right? And he starts getting all excited to put his case on why I'm Israel, but he must he he gets he starts putting his case forward before the the, the court is in session, right? Because the judge hasn't even come yet, and the guy's giving up his whole speech, and when he's finished, that's when the judge comes in. That is the purpose of blowing 30 blasts before Musa. According to the tour, it's clear that the ikar, the ikar of the um, of the uh, the are during Musa. The reason why we blow 30 tkiot beforehand is to confuse the Satan, right? Um, so that also has halachic ramifications, as we'll see. This wasn't so clear which ones are the most important. Um, which ones are the Ikar Tkiot? The Radvaz said explicitly, that the Ikar is the Brachot, the the Tkiot the, the that we say during Musa. The, the Tkiot that we do beforehand, i.e., after Kriyatat Totorah, just to confuse the Satan. And because of this, that's why we don't cause all the, the community to stand up. We know that for the mitzvah of, of, of Shofar, one has to stand up. How do we know that one has to stand up? The Gemara learns out, uh, the tour actually, sorry, learns out between Hayom regarding Rosh Hashanah and Hayom regarding Sfirat Omer. And there the Torah says, Bekama, right? Uh, that when you, you you do the harvest of the uh, of the grains, and the Torah uses the word bekama. So the there the Rosh learns out altikre bekama elabekoma. You have to stand up straight. So from there, that is the makar that for mitzvot a person should actually stand when when reciting the bracha for the mitzvah. Based on that. Says, uh, says Radbaz, if the Ikar mitzvah is really the, the, the um, blast during Musa, to also stand during, uh, at the blast during Kriyatata or just after Kriyatata. Since those aren't the Ikar um, kiot, rather the kiot during Musa, therefore it's not a problem. Now there is a famous kasha on this. And that is if the Ikar, um, if the Ikar lost are actually during Musa, we have a, 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 a an anomaly. And that you first, you make a bracha, 
when you hear the first 30 blasts, even though that's not the Ikar Mitzvah, the Ikar Mitzvah is actually during Musaf. That's not such a difficulty. We have such a, uh, we have sound, such a precedent. Uh, there's a shita, the famous shita of the Rashbam, the Rashbam, and perhaps Rashi, that says that regarding carbon, uh, the afikoman that we eat on Leila Seder, that is the ikar of achilat matzah is at the end of the meal when we eat the afikoman. But when do we say the brocha of al achilat matzah? We said in the beginning of the uh, of the um, of the of the seder, and this connects back to what we saw in the beginning of the shir, the shit of the ritva, that that the gemara says that when a person builds a sukkah, even before the chag, he could say a bracha, explains the ritva because you can say a bracha on the doing of the mitzvah, perhaps even before the time. Anyway, there might be only a din in shechian, or might not be a din in the actual mitzvah itself, but the point is, is that according to the Radvaz, so sorry, just close those parentheses and we'll come back to what we're saying over here. According to the Radvaz and the tour, the major time to uh, hear the shofar when one fills the Ikar Chiyuv is actually during uh, the Amida of Musaf, or during the Chazarat Hashat of Musaf. And this leads us back to what I said in the beginning of the Shir, the Shita of the Ramban, and the Shita of the Ramban, which connects to Rav Soloveitchik, is that the Ramban argues, the Ramban holds that the Ikar Kiyot are the Meyushat, or before, uh, before the Din of, uh, before the Musa. So, but he also says you have to blow the Shofar during Musa. But therefore, it's a, for a different reason. The blowing of the Shofar, according to the Ramban, is Chelek Minat it's part of your kiln of davening. The way you daven on Rosh Hashanah is with the shofar. You can't verbalize your heartbreak. And therefore, the shofar really is an enabler for our tefillah. But it's a different kind of chiyuv. Uh, that is the shit of the Ramban. Um, and if you, for those of you who have volume three, you can read at the end of the this essay, there's a shir on Baal Toysim, where they uh, Rav Kenningsberg goes into why it's not a problem about Toitib, and there he elaborates on the shit of the Ramban. Very nice. Okay. We're running, running out of time. I'm just, uh, I'm just going to skip to the next topic, and that is... Um, done that. Um, woman and the Mitzvah of Shofar. Let's focus on woman and Mitzvah of Shofar. Says the Shulchan Aruch, Isha Ptura Mishum Da'avim Mitzvah Taseh Shazman Grama. The blowing of the Shofar <coughs> is a Tambeal Mitzvah. Since it's a Tambeal Mitzvah, women are not obligated. Famous response of Rabbi Akiva Aiga, Belazeh Nire, he says, De Be'emet Enan Bechayev HaMitzvah Zoh. Women are not obligated. Kevan Da'avim Zman Grama, because it's Tambeal. Ela De Mikol Makom, nevertheless, Rov Nashe Tidah. Most of our women machmir bezirot bezrizot lekayem rov mitzvot asesh asman graman to fulfill the majority of mitzvot asesh asman graman. Kegon, for example, shofar sukalulav v'chein bekidush yom tov 
adds in the, those last three words. And it's as if they've accepted upon themselves. That is language that we find in the Gemara regarding Nadari. Meaning that if a person accepted upon themselves, it's now binding. It might not have been originally obligated, but if you have accepted it upon yourself, it's almost like a nether, and therefore it's problematic to not to not hear it. Um, I'm not sure if uh, if most chronim agree, disagree with Rabbi Akiva Eger that women have taken it upon themselves as a binding fact. Mitzvot asay but definitely women should try and hear the shofar. Um, and if they have taken upon themselves specifically, that might be more of a problem uh, not to hear it. Although women are exempt, they can still blow. If one has already fulfilled his obligation, he can still blow to fulfill the obligation on behalf of other woman, meaning a man can blow, he's fulfilled his obligation, he can be, he can still fulfill his uh, blow to fulfill the obligation for woman. By the way, that was not such a clear, uh, simple discussion because the Gemara has a whole discussion. Can a person blow a shofar um, not for the sake of a mitzvah? Meaning perhaps there's a problem here of muksa blowing uh, musical instruments. So if we say that women really aren't obligated and the man has already fulfilled his obligation, is it so simple that a man can blow for a woman? Maybe the women themselves can blow for themselves, but can a man blow for a woman? It's not such a simple issue. There's a long chuba of the shagas, but here a man can blow to be Yimotzi woman. But the Shulchan Aruch follows his own shita, that all time-bound mitzvot, women are not permitted to say a bracha. That is the shita of the Rambam that the Shulchan Aruch follows. But the Ramah says, The Ramah says, Ashkenazim, we that women can make a bracha mitzvot Alken They should make the bracha by themselves. But if a man has already fulfilled his obligation and he's just blowing it for other women, he cannot say the bracha on their behalf. They have to then say the bracha. But if he's blowing it for another man as well, let's say the 10 women and a man also he hasn't heard, then he can say it, and that's not a problem. Even though he's already fulfilled his obligation, if there's another man that hasn't fulfilled his obligation, the blower can make the brocha. And if not, then the woman themselves should make the brocha. Now, the Kafa Chaim brings down that we said that according to Shulchan Aruch, women do not make a brocha. Says the Kafa Chaim. But they're also a Svaradi woman. In where there are places where women have accepted the shita of don't protest. Right? When there's a minag in a certain Sephardi communities for them to make a brocha, 
we don't apply the principle of Safek Brachot Laakel, we follow the principle of Alti Tosh Torati Mecha, you have a Minag Avotem Dehem, and even Sephardi communities can, the women can make a Bracha. Now, going back to Rabbi Akiva Eger, Rabbi Akiva Eger basically said that women have accepted upon themselves, like almost like a neder, to hear the Shofar. By the way, when I say hear the Shofar, remember we only have to hear minimum 30 blasts. The is just satan, and the extra 40 blasts afterwards is a minag based uh, on an aruch. It's not uh, and the mother of Sisra. Right? But it's not me'ikar adin. Me'ikar adin, a person can fulfill his obligation just with 30 blasts. So here says um, Rav Avad Yosef, certain women is to go to shul every, every uh, year, listen to the shofar, and she pretty much accepted upon herself all the mitzvah But now she's very sick and she can't. Does she need to do hatarat nadari? The language of Rabbi Akiva Eger sounded like women took it upon themselves almost as if it was a neder. If it's a neder and you can't do it anymore, you need to do atarat nedarim, right? One needs to undo one's vows. So it says like this. She didn't accept the neder when she would be sick. She accepted the neder upon herself when she was healthy and when she would be healthy. She never accepted upon herself when she would not be healthy. And they only accepted it where it was possible. But where it was, it's not possible. They never accepted in the first place. They never took upon themselves to, 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 to hear the shofar in their case. And therefore says, uh, they don't need atarat <clears throat> nadarim. So it says, since they can uh, nullify it completely, that uh, um, uh, they don't have to do it. In the end, he says that it's best that the, the husband, when he does Hatarat Nadarim, Merev Rosh Hashanah, should have in mind also regarding. Uh, this din, and he should say, and that is a very good advice, not only regarding uh, regarding uh, shofar blowing, but regarding all things. Many women don't get a chance to do atarat nadarim before a shoshana. Their husbands should tell their wives beforehand that they're going to do it on their behalf, and they add in okay. Yeshakach to everybody. Uh, next week there won't be a shir. Okay. And to, and to you, what 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 uh, book are we actually be learning on after Yom Tovim? Uh, we'll be continuing with volume nine, and uh, soon after the Yom Tovim we'll be starting volume ten. But after Yom Tovim we'll continue with volume nine. Okay. Now I just need to get one. Okay. <laughs> my name, my name is Harold Candle, which may not mean much to you, but do you know, it's Harold. 
Well, now I used to live in London. I now live in Ramatbeit Shemesh. But do you know some people in Yabin Yamin called Feinmesser? Sure, yes. Well, I'm name is Dad. I've met you in Shul. Sorry, what? I'm name is Dad. Oh, you're Jamie's dad? No, Jamie's dad is Nifter. Name is dad. Oh, no, I'm his dad. Okay, yes, yes. Okay, Shabbat. Well, nice to have you on the show. Master, please, please, God, I intend, uh, you know, uh, I've been dying to learn this, so uh, just want to make sure where we're up okay, to, and I'll have okay. to get, I'll have to get a volume 10, I've got nine, so looking forward. Wish you could see you back soon, Tova. Okay. Lovely to see you again. Okay. Yes, you too. Call to Bye. Bye. Um, uh, what's on